Hey there, this is Mike and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. I've mentioned before that one of my favorite things to do is to share stories through this podcast. My own, yeah, but I enjoy hearing from you and sharing your stories with everyone else, even more than sharing my own. (laughs) Your stories really do give to others listening, and I'm going to share a few of your stories today. You know, I admit, accepting what Neville says does sound a little crazy. It did to me at first, that imagining creates reality. Neville quotes the Bible here when he says, I tell you a mystery, a mystery hidden for ages and for generations. Christ in you is the hope of glory. Christ in me is my hope and glory? Yes. Then where is he? Your capacity to imagine, that's he, and all things are possible to him. Today, I want to share with you stories from two women who have discovered Christ, discovered that imagining does create reality, and they're fun stories. The first comes from my friend Amanda. I wanted her to tell the story in her own voice because hearing her stories from her directly adds so much to them, but it didn't work out this time. So I promised to read it as she wrote it. (laughs) She says, I found these room darkening shades at Goodwill, but I just bought some that weren't dark enough. I wasn't sure the ones at Goodwill were the right color, so I left them. I told my mom on a Wednesday, if I decide to get them, I'll just come back. They'll be here. So I decided I wanted them, went back on Saturday, and they were gone. I was shocked, but whatever. When I went home, I just imagined how nice it would be to add them to the existing ones because I really needed one more set anyway. I went back to Goodwill Monday to look for a puffy vest. You know what I'm talking about. And I decided, let me just go look. And boom shakalaka, they were there. If you've listened to my earlier podcasts, you've heard Amanda's stories. I've shared several with you, and she's always got something fun to share. She doesn't let anything get past her if it doesn't line up with what she wants. Go back and listen to her time-altering story in episode... Well, it wasn't a number. I wasn't numbering them back then, but it's one of my earliest episodes. The title is, I Was Already There. The next stories are from Gabrielle. In her letter, she says she found Feeling Twisty through Lila of the Nevolution channel on YouTube. So thank you, Lila. Gabrielle says the first story involves my four-year-old daughter. She was telling me how she wanted her very own unicorn in the house. So I told her to close her eyes and pretend she could see her unicorn and pet it and feel how soft it is and how much she loves it. I was curious how this would turn out. My daughter and I will sometimes go to Friendly's if she comes with me to the horse farm where I work. She always begs me to play the claw machine, and this time I said yes. Well, (laughs) she won a purple unicorn, a stuffed animal. She took it home, hugging it and loving it so much. And that's when it hit me. I said, you got your unicorn at home. I love that story, and I love how she's already teaching her four-year-old 
to turn to imagination and trust imagination. Here's another funny story from Gabrielle. She says, I've heard the phrase many times, if you had $1 to spend, spend it as if it were a dry leaf and you the owner of a vast forest. Well, I was imagining being in the backyard with leaves falling all around me as I happily scooped them up. One day, my daughter had a project due for school the next day in which she had to decorate a large paper turkey feather with things that she's thankful for. I'm usually not terribly crafty, so I wasn't quite sure how I was going to put this together, being that I don't have those sorts of things in the house. I printed the pictures and pasted them on and had the great idea to decorate it with beautifully colored leaves. So, you guessed it, we found ourselves in the backyard gathering leaves. <laughs> Once I realized what I had done, I laughed out loud and said, that's not what I meant. <laughs> I love how lightheartedly Gabrielle is exploring the wonders of her own imagination. Neville tells us to do this, to practice the art of imagining daily. He says, we are all careless and often think a problem will take care of itself, but it will not. The power to change anything will lie dormant unless we operate it, as imagination does not operate itself. Begin now to practice the art of imagining daily. A concert pianist must constantly practice, for if he does not, and he's called upon to give a concert, he would not be ready. You must practice the art of imagining day after day so that when you are faced with a problem, you will not just put it aside, but will do something about it. Someone asked me a great question a while back. Does practicing imply that I'm not where I want to be when it comes to manifesting? Yeah, it really comes down to what you, uh, the meaning you give to practice, what that implies to you. And it goes back to what you're feeling. If I'm feeling that I don't know enough and that I have to practice and feeling this urgency, yeah, I'm still imagining that I'm not there. And I did that for a while and I never got there <laughs> while I kept uh, myself in that state of not quite good enough. You know, I got to keep listening to more lectures, more and more and more, filling my day, my waking hours with lectures of novels because I believed I didn't know enough. So yeah, coming from that state, practicing really won't ever get you anywhere because you're in this state of not quite there. I don't know enough. But I say, make it a daily practice to explore imagination in all things, knowing that I am the one cause and your I am is the one cause. If you found this greatest, I'll say secret in the world, that this power is within you and it is you, wouldn't you want to make it a practice every day to explore it, to discover what's really possible? Spoiler alert, anything is possible. <laughs> it's like when you meet someone for the first time, you don't immediately count them as your most trusted friend. That trust comes as you get to know one another. You build rapport and you build this relationship. Now this inner self, imagination, isn't a separate person, a separate other, but 
I couldn't really get to know this inner self until I began to interact with it daily. And I'm not talking about, you know, having to do formal meditation or things like that. Although just sitting in the silence is a wonderful thing. And also noticing that I am the silence and it is with me always. Hmm. Even when I'm commuting or grocery shopping or doing the dishes. Don't accept anything that doesn't line up with what you do want. Even the things that seem small and insignificant. You know, you might think you hear your child talking about wanting a unicorn. Well, I might have said, well, baby, unicorns don't exist. But Gabrielle said, imagine having it and loving it and petting it. Don't accept anything if it's not what you want. Instead of just accepting them with, this is just how things are kind of attitude, imagine something different. Be bold about it. Get past what you think is expected. Get past what you're told about your race or your sexual orientation. Come on. Let's get past all that silliness. We're all one, one beautiful consciousness, God, imagination, love. <clears throat> From Sound Investments, Neville says, it could be the most obvious fact in the world. If it does not contribute to the fulfillment of your dreams, do not accept it. If you do, you're spending. If, not by denying, but by complete indifference, complete non-acceptance, you turn to what you wish you could have heard instead of what you heard, you are investing. It's not the hearing that matters. It's the admitting the truth of it that matters. I can hear all sorts of things on the news or hearing people talk about politics or health things, medical opinions that they have <laughs> anywhere I go. It's not the hearing of them that has any power. It's my acceptance of them that matters. If I hear something on the news or from a doctor or from my neighbor, it isn't what I hear that matters. It's my acceptance of what I hear that has the power. And my reaction to what I'm hearing will tell me what I'm accepting is true. When I react, if I hear something on the news and I react, oh crap, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> my reaction there will tell me the state I'm in. My reactions always betray my state. So it's up to me whether or not to accept something that I hear or read or feel. I don't have to accept what's going on within me. I can change it. Here's one last story from Gabrielle who chose not to accept what she was told about the unlikeliness of having a child of her own. This is the same little girl you heard about in her first two stories. She says her first realization of the power within her came after many years of trying to conceive a child. This was before I knew anything about Neville, but it was so profound that I use it as a point at which I knew I had done something. I now recognize that in my talk with God, myself, that night, imagining a beautiful baby in my arms, what being a mother would be to me, how it would feel in my heart to watch her grow, I filled myself 
with all the love I could possibly sustain for this baby until I had nothing left in me to give. I felt empty and thought, I guess I'll be happy in my life no matter what. I thought I had let it go. I now realized the aching desire was gone because it was already done. I knew the moment she was conceived, even though all of my fertility tracking pointed to it being possible, but not likely. Now she's a beautiful and strong little four-year-old full of personality and life. Gabrielle could have easily accepted what she was told. But even before she had heard of Neville, she recognized the power within her and fell completely in love with the state, the state of loving mother, by holding her baby in imagination and giving that baby all the love she could. May I tell you, if you're here tonight, imagining creates reality, Neville says. You couldn't discuss with me anything and not create what you discussed. You couldn't do it. I tell you, imagining creates reality. It's so easy to discuss our problems with others, isn't it? Gabrielle could have accepted what the specialists told her and then continued to give life to it as she discussed the sad news with anyone who would listen. But she chose something else. Knowing that imagining creates reality, why would we want to spend any time informing others of the problems? Instead, go to the end of what we do want. I recommend going beyond what you think is okay. You know, that's enough. That's good enough. Well, nobody in my family's ever done that much. Let me just do this. <laughs> Let me keep it in the rational realm. Well, I'm not a fan of rational. I love being absurdly irrational. <laughs> Really dive into something wonderful and then keep going and have fun like Amanda did and Gabrielle did. If there was no fun in this, I would have given up on the whole thing years ago. Anything is possible, even hurtful states. But why hurt others when you can imagine lovingly for all? When you hurt another, you're hurting yourself. And this power that you are can be used in all sorts of hateful ways. But every state has its consequences. So why not do the loving thing? Love is your true nature. It's our true nature. Hmm. As you explore, share with me your stories. I would love to hear them. And I know others listening to the podcast would love to hear them as well. I love you. I'm feeling twisty.